What is up, bros? Welcome to. Oh, I messed up the. Yeah, intro. he already. God damn it. Uh, I'm Caleb. You got the script right. In I front know. Of your damn shut face. up. <laughs> I'm Caleb. And I'm the one that doesn't mess up, Jonathan. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> we'll see how you do with this reading with Rose segment, asshole. Bet. I'll bet you I get a hundred percent. We are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. <laughs> this week Beautiful. on a podcast Beautiful. in 4K Spotlight, we have uh, one movie that's getting released, and that's it. Nothing yeah. too newsworthy this week, or at least nothing that caught our attention. Um. So yeah, so we'll be discussing that 4K release and then get straight into this week's headliner where we will be breaking down Netflix's original Matilda the Musical. So with that, let's say we uh, get into this. Let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller, it's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word, and on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate and also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us and get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. My constructive criticism would be release an episode once in a while, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You've been properly roasted. It's been a while. I think it's. I think it's been a while since we've done his his promo. I think it it, it has. Honestly, I thought you took it out just because he doesn't post new episodes. Yeah, but I I I I, I stopped. Like I didn't stop. Like it just left my mind for a little while to like do his and. But then we uh, we talked on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, and yeah, just kind of like sparked that in my imagination or in my my brain, and was like, oh, haven't done your promo in a while, <laughs> so just doing it for for good times' sake. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, getting into 4K Spotlight this week, we have one new release that Rose is going to tell us all about. Yeah, um, and I will say that it's freaking bullshit that Universal isn't releasing this on 4K. It's just being released on Blu-ray. But uh, Violent Night is coming out. Um, if you guys want to hear our thoughts on that, go check out our episode, which was... How long ago was that? It was a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, it's not that far back, though. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, Violent Night. 
comes out. Apparently, I don't know what it is with Walmart, but they are like sucking with like putting out Universal movies early because they did the same thing with this movie that they did with Halloween Ends. They put like uh, I saw a TikTok of a guy just like, oh yeah, out like two weeks early grabbing it. I'm just like, there's no freaking way that that actually scans in the register, but no, lo and behold, it does. Like, is okay. that what happened with this one? Yeah, yeah, same same shit. What the sh- <laughs> What the hell? I, I don't know what's happening with Walmart and doing this with Universal titles because I've only seen it with Halloween Ends and Violent Night, both Universal titles. So I don't get it. It's either Walmart or Universal needs to get their shit together. Yeah, seriously though. But oh well. Um... <laughs> I don't know what else to say besides that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to pick this up like release week. Um, one, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be in Utah uh, when this comes out and be kind of kind of weird to pick it up. Uh, in a, not not saying it'd be weird to pick it up in another state, but I don't know if I can really like fit it in my backpack uh, to uh, get. Th- I really don't know where I'm going with this, um, but I guess that you was just You can always pick fun... it up here, I guess, if you really yeah. want it that bad. <laughs> no, I'd, I'll wait till it goes on sale. I'll wait till it goes on sale. But I guess like the, this is like a fun prelude um, into next week because it will actually be uh, a uh, in-person uh, recording session for me and Caleb. So that's going to be fun. Hell yes. That's so, going to be dope. Yeah. Um. That was a that was a dumb prelude into that, but you know what? Whatever, we're gonna stick to it. So, yeah, Violent Night. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, definitely recommend you guys check it out, and you can uh, buy it on Blu-ray uh, this Tuesday. Yeah. So actually, when this episode releases, you'll actually be on your way here. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be that sick. I'm freaking pumped, yeah. dude. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Dude, it's incredible, like how, just like different. Um, it, oh my god, why am I effing up so much this episode? Um, like when like looking back at like you know like the uh the flights and times and like how much of a uh a delay uh de- not delay but um f what is it called when like you land in one state um in order to be put onto another plane so you can actually go to the destination that you're going to. Oh, like a layover? Layover. Thank you. That's the word. Um, it's amazing, like, looking at what the layovers are for, like, certain flights. Because, like, I think, like, the flight there, it's, like, altogether six hours. But then, freaking, like, other ones that I saw that were around, like, the same time were, like, upwards of, like, ten hours. I'm like, the hell? That's one hell. Yeah. Screw that layover. Dude, layovers are a bitch. <laughs> they are. Or they can like, God, be. D- yeah, like, goddamn. Yeah, it's um, freaking ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, um Yeah, that's all that's all I gotta say. Well, cool. Um then I guess with that we can jump straight into this week's breakdown, which is gonna be this is one I'm actually like really excited to talk I, about. I'm, I'm very excited for this because it it's not very often that these come around, at least for, for us, I mean, because we watch a bunch of movies on our own, like not for the show. And we typically have very similar opinions on a movie. And I can tell when that, like, I knew you were going to love this movie. Like I can always (laughs) tell 
when you're going to enjoy a movie, like I, I feel like I can pick those out like really, really good where I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, I don't like this movie, but Rose would love it. <laughs> and not, I'm not saying I didn't like this movie. I actually like enjoyed this movie. Um, but not as much as Rose. And I feel like I'm going to be, have some harsher opinions on it than he w- does. So <laughs> this is, this is going to be really fun. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get straight into this, this freaking breakdown. All right, like I said, we will be breaking down Netflix's original Matilda the Musical. Um, So, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Um, The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade. It also gives us a percentage, so we have like an official like ranking, but that doesn't really matter as much as the overall score. The, the ranking is more for us than anything. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, with that, if you have not seen Matilda the Musical, if you've seen the first Matilda, you're probably going to have a decent idea of what happens in this one. Or if you've read the book, too. See, I don't think I ever read the book, so I don't know which one is more fate. I, I mean, I know the book's not a musical, but I don't know which one is more faithful to the book. I feel like this one would be more faithful because it yeah, it, it, it did right. have that like fairy tale book feel to it. Yeah, and the the fir- the original um is definitely more based in reality yeah so i think this is i like i said i haven't read the book either um but i did i jumped on wikipedia real quick and read the synopsis for the book and so it did I have seem to, to f- wonder sorry um, no what were you saying? so in the book does she have a brother or no that's what Brielle was trying to figure out. So in the first, in the original, she had a brother. Yeah. I couldn't tell you for the life of me if she had a brother in the in the book. Real oh, shit, because yeah, that was like bugging me. Because yeah, when like when the first movie first started, I'm like, wait, she doesn't have a brother in this version. I mean, as the movie went on, I didn't care, but um, that kind of like threw me through a loop. I'm like, whoa, it's only her. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm looking it up. Oh, she does. Matilda does have a brother in the book. However, so he's, they... however, he's Matilda's older brother. Okay, so just like the just like the original. 
Yeah. So I guess if you're going for how faithful, um, it seems like the 1996 version might be a little bit more faithful. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why, though, then, when they wrote the musical, they decided to make her an only child. Probably easier to write. Yeah, and... I mean, yeah, because I don't really know where you would put her brother into the musical version of it. All right, I, I can accept it. Like I said, yeah. it took me like it, like it took me back a little bit at first, but then like once I got used to it, didn't change at all how I felt about the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a minor gripe. We're not going to dock it any for not including yeah. a character because yeah. it's. I think with the story that they were telling, especially the opening where the the Matilda's mother was just like, "Oh, great, I'm pregnant." <laughs> yeah. Like, having such that like disdain towards kids, it would make sense that she would only have one. Yeah. So, I mean, like like we said, it tracks. Um real quick though, I almost forgot. We did have a kind of a response <laughs> kind of so we posted a question of the week um we asked what other children's movies would make for good musicals um we didn't get an answer to that but we did get a response to that video okay if that makes sense it does <laughs> so this response is from Jason Lampro who you guys would know if you've listened to our previous episodes. He does the Mixed Media Forest podcast. Um, so if you've heard that promo before. But he just made a uh, more of a response towards this movie. Oh, okay. And so he said that he really enjo- or he enjoyed the movie, but he felt like some of the songs were being played in fast forward. Not enough time to process each joke. Which I absolutely agree. I would disagree, but I guess Ooh, agree. This to is going to be an interesting episode. This really is. Oh, okay. So anyway, thank you, Jason, for answering our question of the week. If you want to answer yes, our question of the week, you. be sure to be following us on Instagram and TikTok. Those are the two places that you can respond. Okay. So, the plot of Matilda the Musical. Here we go. Yeah, spoilers past this point. Yes. In a hospital, while other parents adore their newborn children, Mrs. Wormwood is distraught to learn she is pregnant and in labor. To her husband, Mr. Wormwood's confusion, she gives birth to a girl, Matilda. Despite her parents' constant disdain, Matilda becomes a sweet child who loves reading and visits the librarian, Miss Phelps, daily. Upon discovering that Matilda has not been properly schooled, teacher Miss Jennifer Honey and an inspector visit the house to suggest Matilda be sent to Crunchum Hall. Angry at the fine, Mr. Wormwood warns the severe headmistress, Miss Agatha Trunchbull, about Matilda. Matilda retaliates and tricks him into dyeing his hair green. I wouldn't say trick, like, she just... It was more of a prank. Yeah, she... She doesn't trick him into it. It's just, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, on her way to school, Matilda tells Mrs. Phelps her story about an escapologist uh, who falls in love with and marries an acrobat. 
Arriving at school, Matilda and fellow new student Lavender are warned about the terrible way students are treated there. In class, Matilda solves a complex math equation on the board and confesses that she loves reading most. Honey asks Trunchbull to move Matilda to a more advanced class, but Trunchbull refuses to let Matilda be an exception to the rules. At home, when Matilda criticizes her father, he rips her library book apart and sends her to her room, so she glues his hat to his head. The next day, Matilda leads the students in protecting classmate Nigel from wrongful punishment, but Trunchbull instead aims her anger towards Amanda Thripp, a pigtailed girl, and throws her over the fence. Okay, with this, can we at least agree that that scene is so much more worse in this version than it is in the original? I will give you that. Okay. I will absolutely give you that. <laughs> I was like, God damn. And this is going to tie into effects. It looked really freaking good. <laughs> Cuz like in the original like she like she looks like not too stiff but like you can definitely tell like the way that they filmed it she's really not moving that much. In this one, oh my god, she was like a freaking rag doll when she freaking just gra- oh my god, it was I had my mouth freaking open during this scene. Like jeez Louise. I would be genuinely shocked. If they did that 100% CGI. I would too. Like, obviously they're not going to use a real kid. Like, that just (laughs) kind of goes without saying. What I'm pretty sure they did, and I would love to see if this is true. Because the motion, it did feel very ragdoll. So I'm wondering if they did use a dummy. And then just kind of CGI'd, like, the flesh tones. Because you can like dress the dummy up like that little yeah. girl, like easy. That's that's cake. Yeah. So it's just that's the part I'm like, because that looked way too freaking real for it to be 100 percent fake. <laughs> yeah, dude. Seriously though, like straight up, looks but, so freaking good. Like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, the way that Trunchbull reacts, she's like, yeah, that's far. I'm like, jeez, Louise, lady. Yeah, and then she's just like, oh, yeah, go check if the kid's still alive. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I freaking, like, lost it. I will say, the the different punishments were, I w- kind of went back and forth on how I felt about the punishments. Ver- okay. Like which during uh more which one I preferred, yeah. With the uh, the nineteen ninety six movie and then this one, the tossing the the pigtail girl, this one wins by a freaking mile. Probably uh, as far as she went. <laughs> yeah the 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 cake eating one I I'd have to give that to the original. I'm still at in between on that one. I felt. I think it just had something to do with the music. It was just... I don't think they sold how... Like... Just wrecked this kid was. After it. And it's just... Eh. (laughs) That that was my only issue. It's just that they didn't sell me on like... The the weight of that. As much as they did in the the 1996 version. Where it just felt like... Like you were freaking full... Like, watching him, you're just, ugh, like, you're about to be sick to your stomach. I didn't quite yeah. feel that way with this one. 
Um, oh, and then what was the other? The ear stretching was weird. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'm very interested what, um, which did you feel was, which Chokey was worse, the 1996 version or this one? Ooh. I'd have to get, hold, hold on, I, I want to pull up the original first, just so I have, like, a clear... I don't know, for me, I'm actually honestly leaning more towards the 96, because this one, I don't even think we really got to, until, like, and this is kind of getting ahead, until, like, uh, the Trunchbull, like, showcases, like, how she's been busy and she has all of these um, chokies made, we never actually, at least from what I remember, got to see, until Matilda blows it up, the inside of the original chokey. No, we see the original. They like they have a, a a gif of it, the original. They do. For some reason, I felt like that Chokey was mobile. Or I thought it was. Like in the original? Yeah. No, wasn't it? I thought, because it, it wasn't in like the actual Trunchbull's office. Like it wasn't like out in the woods like in. No, it was like a, in one of the towers of the. The school, it looks like. Oh, yeah, it was. But you do see the inside of it. It's just okay. like a, a big wooden door with these giant freaking nails. For some reason, that I, I don't know. I feel like that one was done better. It was more intimidating than... I, I, I will give you that, for sure. I mean, though, when she showcases like how she's been busy with... like There's like a chokey for every single kid. I was like, okay, Jesus, lady. Yeah, that was freaking nuts. Yeah. Um really like that. But yeah, in terms of like the original Chokey, I uh, I would give that to the original or the 1996 yeah. film as well. Yeah. Okay. So during the students' lunch, Trunchbull falsely accuses Matilda of stealing a slice of her private chocolate cake, but Bruce Bogtrotter accidentally reveals his involvement. Okay, I <laughs> I have to point out because so I watched this with Christina, and freaking I hate the she she pointed this out <laughs> the fact that when like the whole like gas bubble or whatever is like floating over, um and uh it like pops on the trunch bowl and you see her freaking like just like tasting she's like the the way that Christina reacts she's like the fuck she's She's literally tasting a fart, not a fart bubble, but like a burp bubble. She's like getting turned on by that shit. Yeah, it was a bit much. Like that was very <laughs> weird to watch. Just the way, the way she's, oh my God. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say to that, but yeah. Just the reaction that Christina had. That she said, I think she got turned on by that. I'm like, okay. Thank you for putting that into my head. Um, but anyway, say so yeah, Bruce Bogtrotter accidentally reveals his involvement. She forces him to eat the entire cake, saying he will be forgiven if he man if he manages it. Bruce's success thrills Matilda, Honey, and the students, but infuriates Trunchbull, and she condemns him to the chokey regardless. Matilda unsuccessfully attempts to defend Bruce, and after school, the children deliberate on their potential adulthoods. Matilda returns to Mrs. Phelps and continues her story. 
the now pregnant acrobat is forced to perform a dangerous stunt by by her stepsister. She is horribly injured and dies after giving birth to a daughter. The escapologist forgives the stepsister and asks her to help him raise his daughter. The stepsister blames the daughter for his for her stepsister's death and secretly terrorizes her. At home, Mr. Wormwood locks Matilda in her room for criticizing his dishonest business practices. She ends she ends her story. When the escapologist discovers his daughter is mistreated, he never returns from confronting the stepsister. The next day, Trunchbull forces the children through challenging exercises to crush their rebellio- rebe- rebelliousness. Lavender slips her pet new Isaac into her drinking water, and Matilda furiously uses her newly discovered telekinesis. Oh my god. Alright. I said I was going to get an A. I'm, get- I'm like B- minus at best. <laughs> her newly discovered telekinesis to embarrass Trunchbull. Honey invites Matilda to her cottage, where Matilda learns that the escapologist and the acrobat were Honey's parents, and the stepsister is Trunchbull. Despite Honey's warnings against getting in Trunchbull's way, Matilda uses her powers to destroy the Chokey. At home, Matilda discovers that her father cheated the Mafia, and the family must flee to Spain. Dismayed, dismayed, Matilda cries in her room about never seeing her friends again. When the children return to school, Trunchbull forces them to spell words correctly or to be locked in a new Chokey. She has Lavender spell a made-up word, tricking the other children into rebelliously spelling words incorrectly on purpose so that she can lock them all into Chokies. Matilda uses her telekinesis to pretend to be the vengeful ghost of Honey's father, destroying the Chokies and throwing Trunchbull out of the school. Honey tells her never to return and takes back the keys to her father's house. After Trunchbull runs away, the students openly revolt and destroy Trunchbull's statue. Mr. and Mrs. Wormwood come to make come to take Matilda to Spain, but Honey pleads with them to let Matilda stay with her. They reluctantly agree to let her adopt to let her adopt Matilda, who uses her powers to unglue her father's hat. I will say the original does this scene better, just because they actually sign adoption papers, whereas in this one they're just like, okay, well you can you can just stay with her. That's cool. And just yeah, okay. That that that's something I had a hard time with. Like accepting, but it was just there was also a little bit of like, okay, you gotta think musical, fair. Yeah, I will say that I liken this. They kind of like swapped the parents' reaction in these two versions because in the first one, sorry, the original, um, it's definitely I feel like the mother who like has an intimate moment with Matilda, you know, saying you know you're the only daughter I ever had, yada yada yada. Whereas in this one, uh, the the mother kind of like. She, you know, she she's sad. To, well, actually, was she even sad to Probably see Matilda? St- yeah, I didn't see. But she actually does. You can tell have an intimate moment with her father. He he like he like actually asks, "Well, do you want to stay here with her?" Like he actually wants to get her opinion, and just I I don't know. I, I like that it's it, it it flipped in this one. Instead of the mother, it was the father this time. Yeah, I like that too. Um. It it did feel too. I think what I think they did very well that they um, Matilda wasn't like she was like she was enthusiastic about this the adoption discussion. Yeah, but there was like some hesitation in her in her voice about it 
where she's where or maybe like a sadness, like a bittersweet, like okay, like freaking finally someone that actually like enjoys me, like likes having (laughs) me around. Exactly. Um, Yes, she uses her powers to unglue her father's hat. With Honey as the new headmistress, Crunchum Hall is renamed the Big Friendly School. They could have couldn't have come up with a better name. Yeah, they, that's that so needed boring. Else. Crunchum Hall sounds so, even though it's a horrible school, it sounds so much cooler than that. <laughs> and the students they should have renamed it like after her parents or something. Yeah, yeah, except not Matilda's Miss Honey's. Yeah, like something that has escapologist in it. I wouldn't even uh, go that far. Like I'd say, oh, really? like if their last name was Honey, like just something like a, a honey pun. The honey pot. Maybe that's a little too much. I don't know, like a beehive school, honeycomb. There you go. Like honeycomb academy. I like that. Okay, I like that. <laughs> So the students help build a new playground. Mrs. Phelps is overjoyed that Matilda's true story has a happy ending and that she and Honey live happily together. The end. Good ending. Yeah. Like, really really solid ending. Um, Maybe a, a tad abrupt. That's but, fair. But nothing, like, nothing too bad. Like, if, there was, if I was going to dock for that, it'd be maybe a, a point. Maybe not okay. even a full point. It'd be like half a point. Um, but just kind of getting into the whole story. I I don't know about you. I felt like this kind of had a bit of a slow start, and then like start like gained a, a really solid momentum. But it started off kind of slow for me. I I can agree with that. Um, I I will admit. Um, for some reason, I was kind of like taken back by because I'd never seen like anything of Matilda the Musical, like no musical numbers, anything. So like, I don't know. The opening number like took me a little back, like just of how like they played it out. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was great, but I don't know. Comparing like the opening to, and I'm trying not to compare this to the the original just because they are so different with this being a musical and that just being you know like a take on the the book um but i feel that one like you just automatically jump right into matilda's story whereas with this one like i i don't know like you're like you have like all these other kids and everything and i'm just like i don't really i'm not saying i'm a horrible person and don't care about these other kids but like can we just get to matilda's story yeah so that num that musical number like i said kind of an issue felt like a really long song kind of felt like a, a longer song and i'm just eh, whatever about it so I I felt like that really slowed the pacing down, but like once it got past that and skipped to like Matilda, it was really good. Okay. Um, so okay, so I think we can both both actually agree with that. And then the other song that I like 
found myself not giving a shit about was the kids reflecting on what they wanted to be when they grew up. I actually started tearing up a little bit during that song. Name the purpose of that song. That didn't advance the plot whatsoever. I feel that the per- it's like them just being like, okay, you know what? I'm like, I'm just done with being a kid because, you know, I'm getting treated like shit at my school. My pa- I'm assuming that their parents just won't listen to them when they tell them what's happening at school. They're just like, ah, it's a kid's imagination. And so they're just like, okay, well then, does it really even get any better for me as a kid? I just want to be a grown-up already. It felt like a time waster. I disagree. It's, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's just a really good song. The way that been... I viewed this is if you didn't have those two musical numbers, that takes away from the time of the quote-unquote play mm. a decent amount. It's like instead of being two hours, it'd be like, a, like an hour 45. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like they, like, Broadway plays have a time limit or a minimum time just so it's like worth paying however much you pay for a Broadway ticket. Like almost a hundred freaking dollars. Is it only a hundred dollars? I don't know. I feel like it'd be more depending on the play. Yeah, probably Lion King's like upwards of like, what, like five hundred dollars? Maybe more. All right, I'm going to see just for like shits and giggles what Okay, I'll look up Phantom of the Opera. Oh, that's not horrible. How much? It's 109 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting like Damn. 250. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. I th- I feel though like if you like take a trip to New York and you want to see a show on Broadway, you have to be very selective because I don't know it's very that's a lot of money to put into seeing a musical. Yeah, that's a lot of money, and that's like on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, the prices aren't bad. Like okay, so Phantom of the Opera starting at one hundred nine, Hamilton one twenty three. Uh, Wicked, 111. Lion King's 147. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that tracks. Everything else is like in the 60s, 70s. Really? There's one in like the 8. The Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is in the 80s. I straight up forgot that was a musical. Um, yeah. Shit, that's not horrible. No, it's not. Maybe maybe I'll have to look into like a Broadway show. <laughs> um. Anyway, getting back into to Matilda. So there, it, it does feel like there's a time limit because like the most of those plays that I saw are about two and a half hours. I feel when a lot of um, musicals are adapted to uh, movies, it's very rare that you'll find one under two hours. Like usually two hours is like the gold standard. So I'm pretty sure the prom was even two hours or at least damn near close. Pretty sure. 
Okay, yeah, you're looking at the yeah, two hours ten minutes. Okay, so yeah, like because yeah, I know hairspray was. Well, actually, I'm curious. Yeah, and okay, and then those songs yeah, were definitely fillers then, because this. So this movie was an hour 57, so it was just shy of two hours. So you take out the maybe 10 minutes per song, like you're down to an hour 40, or yeah. you're down to like an hour 30, hour and a half. Like you're da- you're down there. So I, I just that tracks. I, I I can't take out any of the songs in this in this movie. And I, you could have easily even taken put, out a couple of songs. In my opinion, no. And they didn't even put all of the songs from the from the um the the um wow the um original production. I think there's like that makes two sense. That, I think there's like two that weren't in it. So I'd believe that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so those were like the only two things that I felt really slowed down the pacing. Everything else was paced pretty well. Um, yeah, I agree. There were some things, and this is just going back to the comment from Jason. Yeah, it kind of felt a little rushed at times, and it was mostly because of the song. Like, the song made the scene feel like it was going a little faster than it was. Like, there was, like, a rushed feel to it. Which wasn't, like, too distracting. It was a little bit, like... Like, there, it was almost anxious to get to the end of the song or end of the scene. <laughs> I think some, it kind of worked for it, though. Like, I feel like the school song for, like, how, like, the how, like, fast, like, the prefects, like, talked. It made sense why they were, like, just, like, pushing them through the school, just trying to introduce them to the surroundings as fast as they could. Yeah, that there was a sense, sense of urgency. I feel, like, I'm starting to see where you guys are coming from. Um, I feel, maybe it's just me, like, do you feel that that was kind of the case with the song Revolting Children? Like, a little was bit, the revolting yeah. a little too fast? It was really fast. I'm I'm so glad that I had the subtitles on otherwise I would have missed everything. Dude, yeah, like um so there's one line in it that um th- that is like completely different than the musical, I think, like where he where uh, Bruce says um now that we know who we are, we like we'll actually start revolting or some shit like that. Like, in the musical, it's, like, a completely different line. I'm forgetting it. But for the longest time, like, what the hell is he saying? Like, it's saying, <laughs> I'm hearing one thing, but the lyrics are telling me something different. And then I finally looked at the lyric video for this version. I'm like, okay, he is saying that. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Like I said, everything is really decently paced. The story is great. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's freaking Matilda. Who doesn't love this story? Yeah. It's hard to to be harsh on, on just this overall story. Yeah. But my so my issues and what I'm mostly docking for is pacing issues. That that's Which fair. Still I'm I'm 
am still fairly high with that. Um, I'm probably around 88. It's actually higher than I thought you were going to be. That's awesome. Um, I think I'm just going to go a little bit upwards to a 90. Fair. I get it. All right, next up we got writing. I feel that this was really, um, I don't know, I feel this was really solid. Um, and I know, I feel like a lot of, um, I'm sure like some people when it comes to like, especially, um, the, uh, the Wormwoods, uh, will say, oh, like the, uh, the parents in the original, the original are, you know, well-written. They're not as like, um over the top as they are in this one, like in this one, they're too much, but I feel you got to remember that this is based off a musical and in musicals, you kind of have to be to get a point across. So I, when it comes to like a lot of the, the writing for like characters, comparing them to the original, to this one, I absolutely loved it. It makes complete sense why either um, they had to be, you know, like more, more of an asshole um, in, in a way. Um, just because you have to, in a musical, it's a lot harder in some ways to get that across um, um, instead of like just, just like a movie, like, like the original. Yes, this is a movie, but I'm sure that they wanted to stick close to the musical as much as they could. And I've actually heard that this is like one of the best Broadway two screen adaptations that people have ever seen. Like, it doesn't lose any magic from the Broadway version. I believe that. Yeah. I would absolutely believe that. Um, yeah, I mean, dialogue wise, it wasn't horrible. It was, like, it was, I think it was pretty consistent, um, with everything that they had going on. Like, there wasn't anything that felt weird. Um, other than, and I think anything that did feel weird, it was mostly because it was a child actor trying to say whatever was needed to be said, um, which we'll get into. That was nothing that had to do with the actress who played Matilda. <laughs> like, she was perfect. She was freaking phenomenal. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I um, can't wait to talk about her. Um freaking though like with writing um i'm gonna like put this with like the lyrics of a song i love in the school song that like after like every section of like them explaining the little girl that played lavender would just chime in with why it was freaking <laughs> adorable <laughs> it was so cute yeah um but it was really smartly written like a lot yeah. of things were really were really well done. Um Did you feel like when it comes to like like the writing of like how they explain Crunchum Hall and just how honestly like how all like the the um kids that are already there talk about it and everything, do you feel like it was more terrifying in this one than the original? Or what do you think? I feel the original felt gross where okay. this one felt run down okay 
like Fair if enough. there was like an there was an unsanitary feel to the nineteen ninety six version. This version feels like it is very clean. It's just all of its, like I said, very run down. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like it kind of, at least for me, it had that militaristic feel. It did. Um, Where really it's like that. everything's sanitary and and everything. It's just not nice to look at. I don't know. Did you see what those lunch ladies were cooking up? <laughs> Yeah, that was freaking rough. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it worked. I felt yeah. it worked. No, I, and I agree. Um, I'm trying to think of any, like, major dialogue issues, which I'm not... I can't think of any off the top of my head. I can't either. Like, all the dialogue made sense. Nothing fell out of out of the blue. Just very, what are you very thinking? well written. I'm 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 actually higher than my story. Um, I'm at ninety. I'm gonna go one point higher, ninety-one. I'm probably gonna go do the same thing as you and just go like one higher, because <laughs> it was it was pretty on par. I think any issues yeah. that I <clears throat> that I had were with over the top dialogue, which you can't get too upset about because yeah. based off a of musical. So I'm going to give it an 89. All right, next up we got acting. So we have Alicia Alicia Weir, who plays... Yeah, I think that's how you it. Huh? I think that's how you pronounce her. Okay, yeah. Alicia Weir, who plays Matilda Wormwood. We have Emma Thompson, who plays Agatha Trunchbull. Lashana Lynch, who plays Miss Honey. Stephen Graham, who plays Mr. Wormwood, and Andrea Riseborough, who plays Mrs. Wormwood. And then anyone else that you feel? Maybe Mrs. Phelps? Yeah, Mrs. I would say, I don't know, for me, uh, well, yeah, I guess Mrs. Phelps. Yeah. There were just like some certain child actors that really stuck <laughs> out to me, but. Not really to like bring them up in like the main cast, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Mrs. Phelps was played by Sindhu V. Loved her. Alright, so what does your top three look like? Um. Okay. Sorry, I gotta pull up this cast because I want to make sure that I get... Uh, all these right. Let's hope that this the little girl is listed. Sorry, one second. Ah, she's not listed. That sucks. Um, so number three, uh, I would give to. I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, Ray. I'm assuming that's how you say her name. Ray Yam Yamayuchi Folker. I apologize because I'm sure I f that up, but she played Lavender, um, and I freaking loved her every single time she was on screen. She was just freaking adorable. Uh, like I said, with the whole like how she kept chiming in during the school song, the why it was so adorable. 
Um, and just, I don't know. I loved her and, uh, the actress that played Matilda's, Matilda's dynamic. Um, like I felt like they, like they were actually like friends by the end of this movie. Um, and I loved the idea that, um, it's both her and Matilda that start off, uh, the same day. Like they're the new students. Whereas in the original, like Lavender was already there. She was already an established student. Um, just, yeah, I loved her performance. She was so great. Um, yeah, I honestly hope to see her in more. Um, yeah, so that's my number three. Uh, number two, I gotta give to, uh, Emma Thompson, who played Agatha Trunchbull. She was amazing, so intimidating. I absolutely freaking loved her. Like, oh my god, she, she was incredible. Um, I think I actually might have liked her a little more than the original um, actress. Um, that is a bold statement. I know it is. I that know is, it is a very bold statement. <laughs> I know it is, but I absolutely loved her in this role so so much. Um, yeah, like I don't have nothing else to say besides just just how incredible she was. She she. Ah, oh, she was so brutal, and I loved it, and just, ah, incredible performance. Um, okay, you know, actually, can I, um, can I change my ranking a little bit? You cool with that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, I'm sorry, I'm gonna actually knock the actress that played Lavender to number four, because I actually forgot about someone, and don't get me wrong, she's still amazing. But number three, actually, I would give to Stephen Graham, who played Mr. Wormwood fair he, he i <laughs> i I, t- I don't know how i forgot about his performance just thought about it. yeah incredible he was such an asshole and i loved every minute of it he was so great <laughs> played it so so well um and then number one uh i'm sure this comes as no surprise to you alicia Ali- sorry alicia Ware. weir i don't know how you say it. anyway M- matilda Oh my god. Like breakout performance. I really hope she gets so much more work after this because freaking incredible. Like she nailed every part about this character um from the the, the sweetness to um just I don't know just just everything about Matilda. She she absolutely nailed. Um I don't have anything bad to say about her. She was perfectly cast. I absolutely agree with you. Um, but my top three looks different from yours. Okay. I love it when that happens. So my number three, I'm going to give to Lashana Lynch. And it is mostly because I'm just so impressed with her range. She is just mind-blowingly amazing at everything like i if she was the one actually singing dude like there's nothing she can't do she has done action she has done freaking like musicals she's done freaking like superhero role like there's nothing she can't do and she's just incredible um, so you recognize her, right? 
Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, she she also had a role in Woman King, and she was just phenomenal in that in that role. And so, like seeing her in this, where she has to be a little softer and not as demanding in her presence. She does so freaking well. Like, it just blew my mind. And then on top of that, if she's actually the one singing, she's an incredible singer. I'm pretty sure she is. Like, from, like, when it lists, like, who's singing on Spotify, I'm pretty sure it's her. That, it wouldn't surprise me. She's just so freaking talented, and I love her. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, she's my number three. My number two, I'm going to give to Alicia Weir. But it is close. Yeah? Okay. It is a literal coin flip. She... What I'm what I'll have to say about the um the original Matilda uh so Mara Wilson is the one that plays Matilda. For whatever reason, I feel like that Matilda was very soft spoken, very shy, and just didn't speak all that much. Which that's fair, which is fine, yeah, it's just not what I would expect from Matilda. I like f- what I imagine her or Matilda to be at least based off what I've seen from the book, like I said, I haven't read the book, but I've seen like little snippets of it. What I've seen of the book, she is a very outspoken child and so seeing her as someone that's a little soft-spoken is a little meh Hmm. but alicia has such demanding presence when she's on screen it is phenomenal to watch it really is like you you can say a lot about her performance soft-spoken is not one of them true that she was amazing from the freaking get-go. So I freaking loved her. But my I have to give my number one spot to Emma Thompson. She Absolutely is my... Like you, she is my favorite Trench Bowl rep, or, uh, adaptation. Okay, so you like her better than the first, original two? Okay. Emma Thompson is an absolute gem. She of... <laughs> really is. I love her so much. There is nothing she can't do except act bad. Yeah. She she's phenomenal. I love her so much. She like oh my gosh. Like she's done she's done it all. She has literally done it all. Like she's played majestic roles where she has to play like roy- like high royalty, 
right? Mm-hmm. She has played romantic roles where she was like in love actually. She's played comedic roles where she's been um like in the uh that movie Late Night. Oh yeah. Like she's done like I said, she's done comedic. She has done stuff where she had to be like soup like super chameleon. Like I'm thinking like Nanny McPhee. Yeah. Like chameleon. Unrecognizable. At least at the beginning of the that movie. Yeah. Unrecognizable. This is one of those things that's also very un borderline unrecognizable. Seriously. Like kudos to the makeup department, because goddamn, dude, we Incredible. I will be giving some major props in the costume department. Yes, I love it. But it's just she is a flawless actress. I there's nothing I hate about Emma Thompson. She's just wonderful she, to watch yeah. and. Her performance as freaking Trunchbull, just perfection, pure perfection. Yep. And I I cannot wait to watch her interviews discussing this role. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what my top three looks like. I love it. All right, what are you giving acting? I'm not going to lie, I am super high with this, just because even, like, all the child actors, I feel were fantastic. Like, especially the, um, um, like, the, uh, whole core, because I'm, I'm going to even include, like, a little bit of, like, the, um, how they acted, like, in, like, some of the numbers. Um, these kids have more talent than I ever had at this age. Like, goddamn. <laughs> Like, holy shit. Um, yeah, like, the whole cast is fantastic. I, I love them all. I don't have any, like, not even any of the kids brought it down for me. Like, they, all of them did a great job. Um, so I'm, I'm even higher than writing. Um, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go a 93. I am gonna say I'm not quite that high. Okay. If it were the main cast alone, that's a, a definite maybe. I may even be higher than you if it was just the main cast. What I'm docking for is a lot of the child interactions that were had. Um, I feel like her interaction with some of her schoolmates was a little child actory. Which isn't bad. It's just there's a, a level of inexperience there in normal dialogue that feels off. Okay. But not that's not a big issue whatsoever for me. Okay. Um so with that I, I am gonna be at like a ninety. Okay. No, I I completely get that. Yeah, but it is really freaking good. So, no issues. 
at least with everything else. Like, the main cast are, like I said, phenomenal. Yeah. Alright, next up we got character development, which obviously we do this off of Matilda's story. Which I feel is really freaking solid. It's not bad. Like, her, so her characterization, she kind of stays the same. Okay, fair like, enough. Like, kind of has that sweetness, the, the innocence, love of books and learning. Like, nothing too off the walls there. Yeah. Um, But the way that she's able to push herself into different situations um, was really well done. It was. Like, I felt... How do I want to word this? <laughs> I felt like even though her character... Like, her, like I said, her characterization didn't go too many places. The character herself did and i think the way that she was able to interpret the world around her and the things that were happening with the story that she was quote unquote making up um it was interesting like it, i i th- had i not seen the first matilda and kind of knowing what was going on i i probably would have fallen for the whole like oh she's just making this story up thing not having that moment of realization that it was miss honey and her yeah. like her story yeah that's fair like i think they did a good job adapting what was happening happening within her real life to like this this fantasy world so you yeah. could like Make those obvious connections to to people. So, or yeah, so I thought that was really well crafted, um, and I think the way that she was able to team up with her classmates was really well done as well. From someone that wasn't too wasn't looked on with too much favor. Yeah. To someone that was viewed as the hero of the school. Yeah, because she told the Trunchbull no. Yeah. Freaking when uh, Lavender approaches her about that, and she's like, hey, old friend, you know, starting a rebellion and everything, and, like, the one girl gives her, was it, like, a breakfast sandwich, and uh, Lavender is just like, like, what is it, like, eggs and bacon, like, seriously? <laughs> like oh my god. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, wh- what are you sitting with character development? I don't have too much else to say about it. I don't even, like honestly. You hit the nail on the head with that. I don't really even add, have anything to add to yours. Um. I don't. Know, I I will say it's probably like the lowest of my scores so far. Uh, it's still a really good d- character development. Um. So. I'm gonna. I'll go in eighty-nine. Yeah, this is probably where I'm the lowest as well. 
Um, I'm I'm sitting at an 85 with this one. You know what? Actually, I am gonna actually go a little lower. I'm gonna go an 87 because yeah, now you got a point. All right. Next up, we got effects. So there were a decent amount of special effects done in this movie. Um, I will say this. There was some green screen on this, like some very obvious green screen that did not look great. Fair. Um, but that was... <sighs> this one's tough to do, because there was some stuff that looked really good and some stuff that didn't. There's one that I gotta know your opinion on. Could you tell that the kid that played Bruce Bogtrotter was wearing a fat suit? It was so freaking obvious <laughs> that he was wearing a fat suit. It was ridiculous. I don't even know if it was even a fat suit. Like, hell, you if you told me, oh, they just stuffed a pillow under his shirt, I would have believed you. That's what it looked like. I yeah. Like, I was watching it, and I was just, like, kind of looking at the kid, and I'm like... You can tell when someone's actually fat because they wear it in their face a little bit. Yeah, fair. He had skinny face and like um, just fat gut and then skinny <laughs> legs. And yeah, like that that kid's not really fat. <laughs> um what see, Wait, what like, was what was that kid's name? Nigel or the No, Br- Bruce. Bruce. I'm, yeah. I'm pulling up this what, kid's IMDb um, to see if what, he's fat it, or not. Not ruined it for him. No, he, he's not. Because, um... I... <laughs> yeah, before I it. saw the movie, I saw, like, the behind the scenes of, like, comparing how it looked on screen with the revolting children. And, yeah, you see in, like, the rehearsal that, yeah, the kid's, like, pretty skinny. Like, well, he's not, like, super skinny. But I'm just like, yeah, y'all put a freaking pillow under his shirt. Like, kid, kid is not fat. Yeah. Freaking saw that. Which, from and a I'm mile not like away. saying like you know like oh we should you know just hire. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying like the kid did great. The kid the kid did a great job as Bruce. I loved his performance, but like, has it been that hard to get like a kid that's just a little bigger? So you um, don't have to use a fat suit. I will say this: the obvious giveaway was when he was dancing. Yeah, so you could. T- <laughs> You could totally tell, like, the kid was having, like, a hard time working with the <laughs> with the fat suit. It wasn't I even felt that, for dude. Kid. It was, it was, he was moving That's too energetically. Saw. I'm like, you're not moving you, like someone who's you, fat. You'd be, okay, I will, no, you'd actually be surprised, because I will fully admit, when I was a kid, I, I, I was the fat kid. Like, that. that's how I was. You'd be amazed, especially because, like, if I'm thinking back to, like, my drama days. You'd be amazed of how, like, when they're, like, you know, like, if you're in, like, the move, you're, like, you know, like, really excited, like, you are you have purpose, you can move j- almost just as fast as other kids. Like, it's kind I'm not, of okay, incredible. I, it's, I'm not saying that you can't. I'm not saying that you couldn't keep up with the other Caleb kids. just fat shamed No, me, listen. So. I'm not fat shaming you. Just listen <laughs> to me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you couldn't keep up like physically with the other kids yeah what i am saying is that a fat kid's body moves differently than a not fat kid (laughs) 
You can keep up the same pace. I will 100% give you that. Equal movement, whatever. But there's going to be movement in places that are not in the in the skinny kid. And this kid wasn't jiggling right. <laughs> We're going to get canceled for fat shaming here. We're not fat shaming. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fat shaming would be straight up making fun of the kid for being fat. This kid wasn't fat. He was supp- quote unquote supposed to be, but it's just he. <laughs> oh shit! He wasn't moving right. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> His body wasn't doing the things that a fat kid's body should have been doing. His stomach wasn't jiggling enough. Come on, guys. Yeah, the truffle shuffle was not obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, like I said, I, like, I know that there, I, I am a slow person. There's no way that I could keep up with someone dancing with that much energy behind them. No way in hell. Maybe if I had my inhaler, but, um... (laughs) Yeah, like, I I know, like, I know that there are heftier people that just cannot help their weight situation or whatever, that can't help that, that move with just, just elegance. And just, like, a a power behind them, which is awesome. Yeah, kudos to you. I was not one of those kids. <laughs> right. But what I'm my my whole point is they there there is movement on their body that d- that is that is obvious. And I like oh, you know, like you can tell when someone move like when someone's pretend pretending to be fat <laughs> versus someone that isn't. And this kid wasn't moving like a fat kid. My question, though, is the fact, considering how much prosthetics that they put, you know, like or like you know, makeup and stuff they had to do for Emma Thompson with with the uh, Trunchbull. Um, like you said, the, the actor that they picked to play Bruce, he did a great job. I love the kid; did a great job. Couldn't they have like taken some of those prosthetics and like made him at least look a little bit more like a like a little bit of a chubbier kid? I feel like the only thing they really added was like just kind of a heftier chin. Oh, they did? Like a, like a little bit. It was like more of a, like a rounded face. Hmm. Kind of. It was like barely. I, they seriously they dropped their whole budget on freaking Trunchbull. <laughs> yeah. Which that's okay cuz she looked fantastic. But um yeah, and definitely he uh them them legs should not have been that skinny. No. Speaking from experience not. of being a a, a a chubbier kid, um yeah, uh your legs will never be <laughs> Sorry to say. Yeah. But again, not, he, not he the biggest issue. He needed them thunder thighs. That's what the kid yeah, needed. That, that... He needed some thunder thighs. Like honestly, that was probably more of a a costume c- complaint than anything. But <laughs> all right, fair, all right. 
Um, well, at least we've talked about it now. Yeah. Now we can at just least, put yeah, it into costumes. Yeah. So, effects-wise, I think there was a lot of the um, the telekinesis stuff that looked very CGI. the The hat looked the hat looked good for a minute until it like started zooming off like far away. I will definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah that 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 was a little off for me too. Um. Try to think of some other like special. What did effects. you think? Um, like with like the the kids song with the when I grow up with them, you know, like being uh like the one kid that's on the motorcycle and then the two kids that are in the um jet planes. Uh, what'd you think of like the effects when it came to that? That actually didn't look bad to me. It, no, I, like I agree. I think I'm able to let go of poor CGI in those instances where it's an obvious dream effect. Like it's it's a child's imagination, so like yeah. of course it's not going to be like perfect, and that's kind of what you want. Yeah, it's like I'm almost I'm more forgiving of of scenes like Same that. Same here. Yeah, where it's just like that. Like okay, the CGI wasn't the best objectively, but it worked better. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a good way to put it. Like I, I don't know how how else to describe that. It's just like you. It was the it was consistent CGI throughout. Like yeah. all the CGI was the same. Like the on the same level. It's just that scene seemed to work a little bit better than everything else. Yeah, that's fair. So um, effects. I'm I'm pretty decent on effects it's probably my second lowest though maybe actually no i think i'm gonna put it on the same level as story i think i'm sitting at like actually i lied again i'm gonna put it at like an 87 no i'll match you on that all right here's where our discussion is gonna get interesting yeah so i'll start at a 10 and I'll work my way down. That's so. That's how I I like to start with with music. I like yeah. always try to say okay, like everything is at a ten, and it just anytime I hear music, it's like it either stays or drops. Yeah, because I I will admit there there yeah. are some there's like some tracks that like are not as stuck in my head as some others, but I feel overall. God, this is like a freaking toe-tapping soundtrack to me. Um, especially, like, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, my top five songs or top three songs on Spotify for the end of this year are going to come from this musical. Because I cannot stop listening to Revolting Children, the school song, and um, the Naughty song. Those have been on repeat. For a for a freaking week, revolting children. Even before I even saw this movie, um, just because <laughs> of like seeing all the like advertisements and everything, I'm like, okay, I finally want to actually listen to the whole song. And goddamn, it is so good. This was a really good soundtrack. Um, my my only complaint with it, again, going back to Jason Lampro's comment. It did feel very fast. If if I it's it's the same issue I have with rap. 
if I can't like sit there and read what the rap is what the rap is or like the lyrics I do not understand for the life of me I have to like be sitting there and like actively reading along and so there like that was the issue I had with this like if I know if I had did not have the subtitles on I would have been extremely lost I feel I know. Um, I did have to like go back a couple times, especially with the Revolting Children song, and make sure that I'm hearing the words right. But I don't know. There were some songs that, especially with Revolting Children, like I was okay that it was moving so fast. Like it kind of made sense. Like yeah, they the revolting went by very quickly. <laughs> but I I don't know the way that the song was set up. I it it worked for me. I was okay that it was like so up tempo and it was going so fast kind of the same thing with the the school song but at least with the school song there were moments where it took it took moments to breathe and then it just started back up again yeah not very many moments that that's true it's mostly just like i've said before lavender just chiming in with why whenever uh they would finish explaining like, oh, you know, like this is what this is what's going to happen. This is why uh, physical education is the trunchable speciality, all that fun stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, I I enjoyed almost every single song. Like literally, I can't get this damn soundtrack out of my freaking head. Hmm. <clears throat> it's a. It's a good soundtrack. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I. This is honest. I feel like you're sitting at a at a ten. <laughs> I'm more so because there are a couple songs that I'm just like I don't really see myself revisiting like on Spotify and everything. Um, so I'm actually more so leaning towards a nine. That's actually where I'm at. I perfect. I would not go lower than than a nine with a at least with a musical of this quality yeah okay it was it was a a really solid soundtrack it's just the pacing is what what jacked it up for me um so all right sitting at a nine for for that uh moving on over to costumes I'm about the same. I can, uh, yeah, I can absolutely give you that. I feel like the the uniforms for the the school were pretty good, and I just want to compare real quick. All right, kind of comparing the um the art to the Matilda book. I will say that I do feel like this movie is more faithful because so. at least on the cover, Matilda is sitting on a big pile of books. She has long brown hair and she's wearing like a, a blue dress. So I do feel like there were some artistic liberties taken with the... um with the school uniforms. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. And I, I, 
Yeah, so I mean, no, no complaints when when it comes to Matilda's look, and again, no real complaints when it comes to ever all the other kids. The other kids were wearing uniforms. It was yeah, <clears throat> it it fit. Trunchbull was the standout. Oh yeah, absolutely, and she looked. Incredible. Um, very like militaristic feel. She had like dude, some big ass freaking boots, dude, and that's yeah, coming from serious. me. <laughs> the fact that she also wore that like kind of um, I don't know what you call it, where like you can automatically just go right onto the PA system. I freaking loved that touch, and then I oh, love so good. that. At the end, it's Bruce that picks that up, and that's how we lead into uh, the Revolting Children song. Yeah, very, very good um, decisions all around for from the costume department. Absolutely. And then, yeah, really, really dug at all their decisions there. So, like you sitting at a nine costumes wise um and that is pr- probably solely because of Trunchbull yeah most definitely alright last up we got our own personal score so I'll let you take this one first okay. since you liked it better <laughs> um yeah so overall I mean Caleb knows this and I'm sure a lot of you listeners do uh, if you've listened to our show for a while I'm a sucker for a good musical. Um, with uh, being in musical theater uh, in junior high and high school, I freaking love this kind of shit. So I absolutely love this movie. I had a blast from start to finish. I do have some problems with it, but they're few and far between. Um, the cast is great. The songs are great. Just everything is so freaking good. And I just had a freaking blast. Um, so for me... I'm going to go a. I'm going to go a 92. I'm a bit harsher on musicals, and it's not. I can. I. I don't consider myself a musical fan, but when I do watch them, I am nine times out of ten impressed with what I see, and this was like no exception. Um, I really like this adaptation i didn't know how i felt like actually i went into this not expecting a whole lot because again i like i said i don't consider myself a fan of musicals and i know matilda wasn't a musical so or i thought like i didn't realize they made like a broadway show until we started recording oh really yeah so i just thought that this was like a random out of the blue musical and so that's that's how I came into this movie. I was just like, okay, they just made a musical based off of Matilda. Not sure how well this is going to work, but it actually ended up working pretty well. So I was very surprised. Um it's it's good, family-friendly fun for the most part. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I really dug it. Not quite as high as you, though. I will say I'm, like, 
I think I'm like 85 range. Completely fair. Completely understandable. So, yeah. Well, with that, that concludes this week's breakdown and the final All Bros let or going through our our each category score first. I can't forget that. <clears throat> Starting off with story, we came we started off out of the gate sitting at a very strong 89. The writing scored a, a little bit higher, just barely sitting at a uh Strong 90. Um, Acting went up uh, just a hair from there, sitting at a 91.5. Character development dropped down significantly, at least from acting. And it ended up being our lowest category, sitting at an 86. Uh, Effects jumped up a little bit to an 87. Music, costumes, both sitting at a very strong 9. And then our personal score averaged out to an 88.5. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Matilda has come to a B plus. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and it is sitting at a very sturdy 89%. Ooh, yes, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, let me see real quick. Alrighty. So, Matilda the Musical, like we said, sitting at a uh, an 89%, puts it on the exact same level as the Mitchells versus the Machines. Alright. I like that. Yeah, right? I freaking love that. Like, I, I, I will... I, Personally, I enjoyed Mitchell's versus the Machines a little bit better, but quality of movie, I will absolutely agree. They're they're on the same page. <clears throat> All right. Um. So with that eighty nine, it is sitting below Spider Man Far From Home with our new updated score. Uh, it is below. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is at an 89.25. All right. It is below Knives Out, which is at an 89.31. It is below Black Panther, which is at an 89.34. And then, finally, it is below our original Spider-Man Far From Home score. <laughs> That's funny. Which was at an 89.35. Alright. Uh, going the opposite direction, it is sitting above the Unicorn Store, which is at an 88.87. Alright. It's above Luca, which is at an 88.62. Okay. It's above Top Gun Maverick, which is at an 88.62. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can agree with that. And then it is above Halloween 2018, which is also at an 88.62. Understandable. And then last, it is above Bros, which is at an 88.56. Okay. Wow. Okay. Be Bros. Yeah, right? Damn. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I would have seen uh, this before we did our uh, top ten, uh, it was top ten we did, right? Or was it top five? Uh, top ten. This either would have beat Bros or would have come in at number two. That's like, fair. If I'm being, yeah, if Did I'm this being come out 2022? Like, is this technically mm-hmm. 2022? Yeah, it dropped on Netflix Christmas Day. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's where Matilda the Musical sitting. And nice. I think it has a very decent home. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Are All right, okay? well... Unless you have anything else to say about Matilda. No, I've got nothing. All right. Well, that will conclude this week's breakdown. Uh, If you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, We are basically everywhere. We are also on all social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Hell, I think we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, you can, but you can find us at the All Bros. Um, be sure to hit us up if you have a suggestion for a uh, recommendation that we'll make on TikTok, because we've been absolutely killing it on that. Yeah, <laughs> at least by like our standards. <laughs> <laughs> um. But if you want to answer our question of the weeks that we post or want to join us for an episode, we actually had uh, one person reach out to join us on the episode. So we'll see if that happens. Maybe next week, maybe a future episode. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, next week, you guys can look forward to us breaking down the film Megan. So that should be a really fun one to discuss. We're going to go see it together next week. And that will be an absolute blast. Yes, it will. Um, so with that, I guess we will catch you guys next week. Deuces. Bye.